This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. The Rangers continue to roll in the game you heard right here on 98.7 ESPN. And we've got some Jet stuff. Aren't you surprised? Chilling with you at 1-800-919-3776. Also via X, formerly Twitter, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY underscore 98 underscore 7 FM, and at Hardesty ESPN. Along with Harvey and Joe, we ride until midnight on 98.7. Hey, Gordon Damer. Larry Hardesty, how are we feeling tonight, my friend? A little, a little winded, but okay. Um, winded, yeah, a little winded, a little tired tonight. Oh, uh, so? doing, yeah. Well, you know, doing some things, and let me take this opportunity before we totally get started mm-hmm. to apologize to oh. um, SNY, mm-hmm. Ian Begley, the staff, and the putback. Uh-oh. I was scheduled to be on there this afternoon along with Frank Isola to talk some Knicks. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The Gremlins in technology oh, prevented no. me from doing it, and I couldn't. We couldn't just get the connection, and so um, I was a little down about that. Going, yeah, of course. That, you know, and that would have been a fun thing. It would have been a fun thing. Good chance for me to talk about you and all the conversations oh, we had. I don't on think the show that anybody wants to hear like about that. me. But oh, no, you'd I mean, be surprised. Would, now, have you been? Have you been rescheduled? I don't think they want me back. I think oh, I've been no, put out of the putback. Oh, no. no. <laughs> You've been put back on the yeah, show. I think I've been put out of the putback. No, no. Well, that's disappointing to hear, Larry. You know, well, they haven't said anything, but Gordon, right. I know if I were them, I'm like, yeah, I don't can, want to deal with this. We're guy, not trying right. to know, do, go through that again. Yeah, Listen, right. Ian, find somebody else. Yeah. Or, well, look, or maybe bring it was into a, the studio or do, do something you, else. Do you feel confident it was a one-time thing with the Gremlins? Or? Yes, I do. Okay. I, I'm confident it was a one-time thing. And, you know, but I guess what I'll have to do is reach out to Ian and, and, and Gordon uh, a day before we're supposed to do it. We have to run through some things. Yeah. Now, have you been able to confirm that it was not uh, Frank Isola's Gremlins so that he would get more airtime on the program? Listen, do we, no, can we confirm Frank, or deny that? We, we can confirm it was not Frank Isola's. Frank had nothing situation. to do with it. Okay. Frank had nothing to do with it. Frank was, uh, you know, looking for, we were looking forward to chatting together, you mm-hmm. know, because Frank and I have known each other for a long time. Long time. Long, You've long both been time. doing this a very long time. We have been. And and it's funny because it was kind of billed as the three of us wanting to be together at one time. Ian, mm-hmm. you know, when he was with ESPN, you remember? ESPN.com. Mm-hmm. I do, yeah. And I saw him when he was, you know, uh, torturing the Knicks with the Daily News. Right. And myself. So we were, you know, we were just Those were some tough together. times. Yeah, absolutely. They weren't winning then. Not no, a lot. No, they were far worse, far worse times than, than this. That's for sure. Yeah, no question about it. So... I apologize to them, and there was a bunch of folks who, you know, were on X, like, oh, you know, you know, how you retweet the post, and, right? Sure, you know, liked and everything, and I, I just felt bad, so I want to apologize to everybody about that, and hopefully, you know, I'll be put back in on the putback, but right now so. I've been put out of the putback. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, such is my life. Such is my life. Gordon Damon, how's things know. with you today? Everything's fine. Everything's good. Everybody's happy. Can't complain. No, no Knicks, so far as we know, got hurt today. Uh, time to go to the top stories, Gordon Damon. Oh, no. What? I, what? The How did I miss stories. this? I was watching the Rangers. Time to go to the top stories. Uh, Knicks protest of February 12th lost to the Rockets denied by the NBA. We figured that. Knicks filed a right. protest citing concerns about the validity of the last-second foul call that made the scoring difference. Uh, so we knew that was there was a long shot that that was going to happen, despite the fact that the officials told you that they made a mistake. So, you know, these are the way things go. Gordon, Hartenstein expected to play tomorrow night against Golden State. Okay, that's good. 
Jalen Brunson, questionable. Oh, no. Well, I mean, that's not a new injury. It's just we'll have to kind of see how he wakes up tomorrow. And I would expect that he would play. Mm-hmm. But it's not it, – it's like the, the Seinfeld. When you go to the doctor, you want to get out of here. Yeah, right? exactly. It's not that. Get out of here. You want to get out of here. When, when you hear Jalen Brunson's availability for – oh, no, he missed the one game, but get out of here. He's definitely going to play tomorrow night. Exactly, exactly. You didn't get a, a, a get out of here. We didn't get a get out of here. Now, he could wake up tomorrow. Neck feels great. Let's mm-hmm. go. You know, let's go. Let's roll. Go. Right. Let's do it. Ready for the Jets, Gordon? It's amazing. Go ahead, Lance. Are you ready? Go ahead. All right, let, let, let's let's do the layup first. Uh-huh. Jets grant permission to quarterback Zach Wilson to seek a trade. <laughs> While Wilson's days with the team appeared numbered, the Jets are trying to re-sign highly regarded pass rusher Bryce Huff before he becomes a free agent, and they will not use the franchise tag. We already knew that from uh, Joe Douglas, and he talked a lot. We'll hear from him a little bit later in the show. Uh, but <laughs> here's the Jets. Listen, we've tried to move you. Nobody wants you. Let's see if you and agent can, can do a better deal than what we've got. <laughs> do, do you think that the agent, like when the agent calls up the Jets to get confirmation that he can shop around his client, just want to check with you. I just want to make sure yes. we're good here. That's what they say. I know yes. that this is just a formality, yes. but I just want to throw it. Yes, please get to it. Instead of wasting time trying to get confirmation. Do I even cracking. need to talk to you guys about this? We're, we're on the same page here. I'm going yes, to go shop good. him and he's going to go to another team. Shop him. Yeah. Now, please. Part two, Gordon mm-hmm. Dave. Jets receiver McCall Hartman's come get me Chiefs comments resonated with the team. Now, Hartman admitted on a podcast that he was so disgruntled with the Jets last season that he begged Kansas City to, quote, come get me, unquote. A remark that's not sitting well with the Jets brass. Uh, quoting Joe Douglas, I'll just say those comments definitely resonated with us. Now, it's unclear whether the Jets will pursue tampering charges against Kansas City, but according to Connor Hughes, the Jets believe that he leaked the team's game plan to Kansas City and Philadelphia before games against the Jets last October. That's how badly he wanted to be out. How wow. is it, Larry, that the, Jet, wow. the Jets season keeps getting worse, but it ended months ago? I know. But it somehow it, it, it doesn't feel like there's a week that goes by. I know. Without us getting some sort of story about this organization, I'll say this: um, the uh, the Hardman saying "Come get me." A couple of things. One, I don't think that the Chiefs needed to know from Hardman that he was available from the Jets because he wasn't playing with the Jets. He had like 25 snaps with the Jets. Yeah. yeah. And then the story about him leaking the game plan. The Jets should have kept him on the on the payroll and kept him leaking game plans. The Eagles and the Chiefs games were two of their best. The Chiefs game was one of Zach Wilson's, if not his best performance, considering the opponent of the season. Mm-hmm. And the Eagles game they might won. have been their best win of the season. Yeah, how about it? He could have been if he would have stayed and continued to do that, and the Jets would have continued to play like they did against the Eagles and the Chiefs. He would have been the team MVP. But you still would have had Zach Wilson, so thank you. <laughs> wow. It's amazing. The Jets. It is. You can't make it up. It, it's, it's like a tree that you go back into, the, into your yard in the spring, and it, it gives you some beautiful, maybe a lemon tree, right? Mm-hmm. And you go and you pick all the fresh lemons off the tree. Mm-hmm. You figure, all right, it's going to be weeks before I get more lemons. But with the Jets, you get lemons every day. And then some limes. <laughs> it's amazing. They produce so much content for us somehow against all odds. 
It is. It's crazy. It's crazy. Sticking with the NFL, Gordon, did you see the uh, NFLPA survey? I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. A we'll, lot of a lot of tweets about that today. Sure. A lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kansas City, the second lowest graded team in the league, ahead of only Washington in the second annual quote report card unquote that ranks teams according to various categories based on the results of player surveys. We'll dive into it a little bit later in the show, but there's some interesting. There's some interesting categories here, Gordon, and there's some interesting grades mm-hmm. that you've seen here. It's, it's yep. fascinating. Gordon Starling Marte, you remember him? Oh, best shape of his life, Larry. Hoping to return to form after an injury plague 2023. Played for the first time this spring today, leading off playing right field against the Cardinals. Lined the first pitch he saw from uh, Miles Mikolas to right field in the first, and then struck out on three pitches against St. Louis closer Ryan Hensley in the third. Interesting article, though, by uh, actually a column by Joel Sherman in the Post, where he talked about the Mets, what the Mets and Yankees going expect from Marte and LeMahieu. They're both 35, born 88 mm-hmm. days apart. Right. Marte, two years, 32, $37 million left on his deal. LeMahieu, three years, $45 million left. Oof. And both of these teams really hoping that these guys can give them something this season because, you know, <laughs> they're not getting younger. No. Uh, and look, when the Yankees re-signed LeMahieu, he was coming off those two years where uh, he, he was – he was in the MVP voting, I believe, mm-hmm. both seasons. He was fantastic, uh, and he's just never been the same player because of no. injury. Now, he did have a, a strong, I guess, second half last year that kind of gives mm-hmm. you some hope. Yeah. But when we talk about the Yankees, what do we talk about? Ifs. A lot of ifs, yeah. man, and he is one of those ifs. If they can, if, if he can be the player he was and stay healthy and be yeah. the player he was in that second half last year, he could potentially be the leadoff hitter for the team. Absolutely. Hard to believe that that's going to be the case, though. Yeah, but, but can he stay healthy, Gordon? Yeah, right, I, that's I, the problem. I right, even if was he, hurt. Even if he gets off to a good start, how long yeah. is it going to last? He's been, yeah. It's been pretty consistent here, and, and at 35, you generally don't stay healthier than 34 and 33 and yeah. all the rest. I hear what you're saying. We end on a sad note, Gordon, uh, a guy that you refer to very often because of the person he worked with. Michael Jones, the pro wrestling superstar known as Virgil, and Soul Train Jones during his time in the squared circle passed away. He was 61, cause of death not immediately revealed. He, of course, worked alongside the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase. The million-dollar man Ted DiBiase with maybe the most repeated wrestling quote of all time. Everybody, Larry, has got a price. And when Virgil turned his back on the million-dollar man, I remember mm-hmm. it at the time being like the, the reaction of the crowd was off the charts. Mm-hmm. I saw the clip again today, Larry. It still matches up with my memory. Yeah, it was interesting. It really was. Those are the top stories we'll be chatting about inside this edition of ESP in New York tonight, which begins with your phone calls next. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Let's head to the phones, Gordon. Let's start let's out do with it. Carl in Queens. Carl, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Carl? Carl's All asleep. Right. Strong strong start for the uh, for Harvey over there. Uh, strong start. Do you, you want to... Do you want to defend yourself there, Harvey? Guess not. Uh, he's not. He's, 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 he's hanging out with Carl, apparently. <laughs> Is this your gremlins again? Is this is this the sign of your the, the, the gremlins have not left the uh, the hardesty abode? 
no, no, this is not this is not that. Okay. My, my uh, you know, I have no. Can, before we go to any more thing. Okay. Can we? Can I just get one thing off my chest? Please. The the story about the Jets. I don't understand why Jet fans think that if the Chiefs get hit with a tampering charge and and get penalized, that whatever if they were to lose a draft pick, that the draft pick would then go to the Jets. That 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 is not. I don't think that that's how it works. Um, mm-hmm. I know that the the biggest one, the tampering charge, involved my team, mm-hmm. uh, and they got hit with a first and a third round pick. Mm-hmm. It did not go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the dopey owner meeting with Tom Brady and and brought, brought daylight on a yacht. <laughs> so uh, if the if the I think it's a real stretch to think that the Chiefs will get hit with a punishment, whatever that punishment would. Let's say it's just for for argument's sake, a third round pick. Mm-hmm. That third round pick is not going to the Jets. So I think the penalty should be that Kansas City gets Zach Wilson. Would it that? would it surprise you at all that as soon as he gets there, he's he's a completely different player? That would I'm telling you right now, if you're the Jets, I know they have bigger things to worry about. Joe Douglas has got bigger things to worry about. Oh, please, much the better. last thing you need is for Zach Wilson to go anywhere and look good. Can he? Oh, I, I, I don't like doubt. Larry, years. Larry, this is, we're talking about the Jets, Larry. Now, if he goes to Kansas City, he almost certainly isn't going to get to play. No. But on so a freak great. occurrence that, that Patrick Mahomes misses a game for some crazy reason, he bumps into Taylor Swift and he injures his arm and he's out of game. Mm-hmm. He hangs out with the Knicks and has a freak injury and he's down. And Zach Wilson goes in and looks good. That is just another bad mark against the Jets organization. Everyone involved. Yeah, you're right. Actually, it might actually be a good sign to Joe Douglas. Hey, he didn't take a complete flop at quarterback. It was just his organization couldn't, couldn't get it out of the, the guy, and Kansas City could. But that's, I think the last thing the Jets need is for Zach Wilson, if it's, if it's possible, mm-hmm. to go someplace and look good. Gordon, should we give Carl and Queens another opportunity? We give Harvey other opportunity, so why not give Carl one? All right, Carl. Let's try it again, my friend. Boys, that wasn't my bad. Listen, just, just to relay the football, if Douglas doesn't re-sign, I, I, I wasn't sure if they were going to tag Huff, but uh, clearly they're not. If they do not re-sign him, I don't – Larry, Gordon, give him $20 million. He is so good. We need him on, on the team. And do not draft any other DEs, please, dear God, in the first round. And I just want to – I want to get to the Knicks. Um, I, I said I was at the game with the girl last night. Uh, she wanted to leave in the third quarter, and I said no. And you know what happened, guys? We watched Trey Murray light up the garden. That's what happened. Um, but the only thing uh, – it's always this team always fights. I think we cut it. Mm-hmm. We cut it to seven or eight in the fourth. Yes. And it's always, you know, we, we got a chance, you know, a couple threes, two possessions, but mm-hmm. it wasn't it. And Zion is a problem. That team, that team is big, man. That, that Pelicans team, I, they, they shouldn't, are. if I was them, I, I would not be trading anyone. I well, maybe, you know, just, I, I would be building up on what they have, but, uh, can we please get healthy? When I heard JB was out, I mean, guys, it was a wrap. See, that, and Carl, thanks for the phone call. By the way, it's Trey Murphy. That's why, that's why your girl said, let's go. 
She saw she knew. Jalen Brunson's not coming back in the second half. Let's go. We're done. She knew. We're done. And we talked about it, Gordon. These big – that's what – that is for me. Obviously, you know what Brunson brings to the table, scoring and everything else, right? But for me, the biggest takeaway, the Knicks are really small right now. Mm-hmm. And they're playing teams who are really big. Yeah. And and it's an issue. It's an issue for them. And it, and now, and then they're trying to, you know, switch and help with people and in the paint that's going in there. And then it's causing, you know, uh, wide open people, usually from three. It's been a mess. This the, the injury situation for them has been awful. And I mean, listen, Gordon, there's there's a lot of cynicism that you're hearing mm-hmm. from fans and everybody about, you know, we don't see any other and you mentioned it as well. We're not hearing any other updates, like what's going on. The, the latest thing that was out there was, was report by the aforementioned Ian Begley of SNY. And he talked about how right now OG is still on track for you know, for maybe a couple of three weeks to see where he is by then, and hopefully he'll start to 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 be on the court in practice. Uh, Randall, according to what I'm hearing, has been working out twice a day, mm-hmm. but you know, not on, not cleared for practice, not cleared to do anything basketball related. So, uh, you know, that this is the situation they're in, and these are two of the folks who give you size and can give you some. One gives you really good scoring, and one gives you really solid defense. And you know, then you don't have Hardenstein. It's it's just it's it's been Gordon. It seems like we're we're stuck in place. It's like it's Groundhog Day. I feel like it's Bill Murray. I feel like Bill Murray. I wake up every day and the same guys are hurt. <laughs> and sometimes it's extra guys. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it has to be, like at this point. The if you're a Nick fan, all we have to do is get healthy by the time the playoffs roll around. It, it's almost. I, I think at this point, maybe this is the negativity of me mm-hmm. as a fan. It feels like a real long shot that that's going to happen. The, uh, yeah. Now, I'm not saying you're not going to get anybody back. I, I think you'll probably get some people back. But yep. the idea that the Knicks, as a group, are going to be healthy going into the playoffs, I think, is out the window. Because uh-huh. even the people you get back, they're not going to be 100%. Right. They'll be good enough to be on the court. Uh-huh. And, and that's certainly better than what we got right now. Right. But I, I, I'm... At this point, I would be very surprised if Julius Randle plays again in the regular season. And each day that goes by, and each day that you don't get some form of clarity on on OG, I start to wonder that as well, because he's another guy you have long-term hopes for, so Mm -hmm. you don't want to put him out there and the chance of re-injury, especially with Randle, is apparently like a real good chance of re-injury. And and then all of a sudden it becomes an issue, so... um, I think that they just have to – it almost feels like this season in some ways has already been decided by the injuries and the, the amount of time people are out. Mm-hmm. Because if you end up being the, the sixth seed, like everything that was tied to the expectations was, hey, we could be the three seed. Right. We could be the two seed. We can mm-hmm. make the Eastern Conference Finals. Yep. I'm not saying all those things are out, but I don't see how you can look at what you have right now, what you're hearing about the players who are missing – and think that that's still a realistic possibility. Yeah, I agree with you. Antonio is in Jersey. What's up, Ant? Hey, what's up, guys? Go ahead, Antonio. I'm talking about the Rangers. Yeah. Go ahead. I was at the Rangers game tonight, and it was a good, gritty, kind of grinded-out kind of win from the Rangers. Mm -hmm. But it showcased that they have a problem at even strength. They are a special teams team, right on the power play, right on the penalty kill. But for some reason, they don't create their own space, even strength. And to me, it just highlights that 
they, Drury's got to make some moves to the deadline. I mean, Tarasenko's out there, and they got to go get him. All right, Antonio, thanks for the phone call. Uh, listen, there's Gordon, you know me. I'm just a casual observer. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a lot of folks that, that names have popped up about coming to the Rangers. They know they need, Drury knows he needs to make some changes. They know they're with the team every day. Laviolette knows he needs to make some additions to get stronger. They need a couple of pieces. They'll do the best they can. They'll, they'll wait for the right deal. And if they can make a deal, they will. I mean, I, but I echo what you had to say a couple of days ago. I mean, the, the deadline's the next, like, another week away. <laughs> it's crazy to me that it's so late. Um, but, look, here's the thing. Like, what he was just saying about they need to make moves. When the conversation focuses on the Rangers, on, mm-hmm. on, on the shows, on the, uh, on the different shows that we have, or, yes. or just in casual conversation, all mm-hmm. of it is about the moves that they have. To, it's nothing about the right now. It's nothing no. about the win tonight. It's nothing about nope. the win streak they just had. It's all about that they have to make moves before the deadline. They have holes that they got to fill. They're not a playoff team right now. They're, they're kind of built for the regular season. So uh, I'm sure the Ra- – here's the good thing. When you're the Rangers, you're the New York Rangers, and you play at Madison Square Garden, and you got a shot like it seems like they got a shot, you know they are going to be buyers at the deadline. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you, 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 there's no guarantee you're going to be this good and have this record next season. There's no guarantees. So you got to make it happen right now. Got to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Speaking of next month, Gordon, Garden of Laughs returns to the theater at MSG on March 27th. You know, the one that benefits the Garden of Dreams Foundation? The all-star comedy lineup features Bill Burr, Michael Che, Christy, Christy, Stefan, Christy Stefano. I'll get there you go. I got that wrong, too. Jim Gaffigan, mm-hmm. Heather McMahon, Tracy Morgan, Sam Morrow, and John Stewart, hosted by Steve Sarifa who I think is part owner of the Garden, because he's there. Like, like all <laughs> he is the there. He's like the mayor, right? Yeah, he's there a lot. <laughs> Support the Garden of Dreams Foundation. They have a great time doing it. Get tickets at Ticketmaster.com. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. A lot. You know, like I said, the first half, I thought guys really fought hard. Tough team. They're very good. They have a lot of weapons keeps constant pressure on you. They have size, they have length at virtually every position. They can break it down off the dribble when they shoot three well. So puts pressure on you and you know, because of guys like Ingram and Williamson, it commands more than one. And then you have to have the ability to get in and get out and then finish your defense. The guys were scrambling, playing tough. And uh, as I said, we fell short in it, it, at the end. Tom Thibodeau on last night's loss to the New Orleans Pelicans, who lost tonight, by the way, Gordon, to the Indiana Pacers, who ran them up and down. The Pacers put 40 points up on the Pelicans in the first quarter tonight <clears throat> and then just pushed the tempo on them. And they, they really could never recover from that 40-point first quarter. It was hard to get back into it. But, uh, you know, so... That's what happens, when, and it is size. And what what did what does Indiana have? They have a lot of size too. You know, they got Siakam up front. You know, they, they have the center. They've got a lot of size also. So it's it was a it was an interesting battle. But this is what the Knicks are dealing with right now, and they're going to deal with this, um, you know, until they get some of their folks back. Yeah. Well, I, I, well look, there's there. I think it's two separate sections, right? It's it's getting if you don't get Brunson back here soon. That's disaster. Mm-hmm. So you have to get him back, and you have to get you know, Hope Hartenstein back, and 
and and get him kind of ramped back up a little bit so that it's not just 17, 18 minutes. You can you can let him get a little bit more run to to give you some size up front. But the big pieces, the the Randall and the OG part. If you have any hopes of doing anything in the postseason, mm-hmm. you got to get those guys back. And it and right now with the lack of clarity, it doesn't feel like they're around the corner. That's for sure. No, it doesn't. It does not. And the other immediate problem is we need to get Burks and Bogdanovich going, coming off the bench. Yeah, especially Burks. He, he's not. You know, that does not look good. You know, we do. We do. Back to the phones we go. Uh, Kyle's in Middletown. Kyle, you're next on 98.7. Hey, what's going on, Uncle Larry? What's going on, Gordon? Hey, Kyle. Hey, so I'm like one of the Knicks fans that honestly believe that, you know, the guys being injured now, it's, it's, it's okay. I think that they'll come back in time. But what we've seen the last couple of seasons, the regular season doesn't hold as much weight as it used to. Like you saw what Miami did last year. They got hot at the right time. And I think that, you know, if we, we get Randall back at the end of the season and the rest of the guys back, I think we'll be okay. The, the biggest thing, like what Larry said, is you got to get these guys that we just got, we just acquired going. Like Bogey has to get going. We got to figure out how to get him in the mix so that, you know, it matters while these guys are out. That makes it easier for when they come back. Yeah, you're right, Kyle. Thanks for the phone call. But as Gordon, I mean, Bogdanovich has been okay. He had a terrible game against Boston, but he was good in the second quarter last night. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was he provided a lot of points in that second quarter. It was him doing it, you know, almost by himself. And then as he got the jumper going and went to the basket, Gordon had some good good assists. He had some good passes for some easy buckets. So him, for me, it's Burks. And, um, you know, for me, it's Burks not only from not scoring, but, you know, just handling the offense has not been crisp nope. for him. So we have to wait and see, you know, and, and see. I expect Bogdanovich going to have some issues and take some time. Not Burks. Burks has been here before. Burks knows this offense. So, you know, it's it's really kind of unnerving for him to be struggling the way he is. Uh, first of all, running the offense, handling the ball. I know he's not a great ball handler, but he's been a decent ball handler. And and then just picking his not hitting his shots. I mean, that's that that's that's he knows how to do that. I mean, he did that when he was here before. Mm-hmm. So that's you know that that's kind of the disappointing thing for me thus far. Now, once again, it's only been a couple of games, so maybe he'll get into the swing of things. He'll get going, just take the pressure off himself, and just you know just play. You know, going sometimes you well, I got to do this now because I'm back, and this is a, a team going for the playoffs and. You know, when when you're playing with Detroit, Gordon, with no expectations, yeah, it's, it's a, lot, a little different game. It's a little different, right? <laughs> now there's real pressure yeah. every single day, every single game. Uh, and it, it's a, like the idea that they don't need these guys back anytime soon. Uh, you you, you got to get a little you, – you played with seven guys last yeah. night. Yep. And, and most of the guys are playing 40 minutes. Yeah. Nick fans right. are generally complaining about tips when guys are playing 34 minutes. He's got to play 40 minutes. Yeah. I mean, Josh Hart is like, oof, yeah. please. Yeah. Him and the tour are just like, they, they mm-hmm. need to borrow LeBron, LeBron's uh, pressure chamber, bariatric mm-hmm. chamber that he's in during the summer. You know, just to get him, I mean, it's a lot of minutes. It's a lot of minutes. And then pushing the ball. They're running up and down. Come right. on, do, Gordon. In an individual game, okay, fine. That's what you need. That's what you need. But. 
This is not an individual. It's not individual to. It's not limited to just the one game. This mm-hmm. is it seems like this is going to be the way for the foreseeable yeah. future. You're right, and especially second half of a back to back. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot at this late in the season. That's a lot. Justin's in Tom's River. What's up, Justin? Hey, Gordon. Hey, Larry. Thank you for taking my phone call. You know, I wanted to talk about the Jets with uh, you know with Joe Douglas coming out today. You know, I was a little bit angry with some of the comments he said you know he was sitting there and kept saying oh we're in a good place and he was raving about the scouting department you know i've been i'm just absolutely disgusted with the jets the last 13 years i'm larry and i'm sure you've heard calls over the years with with misstep after misstep but you know Mm -hmm. if i were joe douglas i would be more he's never been able to hit on the offensive lineman he outside of ABT, and he can't stay on the field. But, you know, I, I'm, this offseason, for me as a Jets fan, I want to see him bring in some proven commodities on the offensive line, not drafting, because we have a window of one, maybe possibly two years with Rodgers. And, you know, at this point, it's not about the future, it's about the now. Because otherwise, this is going to go down as an epic fail, just like the Nets when they brought in Kyrie and KD. It was an epic fail. And as a Jets fan, I want, I want some proven commodity on this offensive line. I'm not really concerned with drafting offensive linemen. Not too many offensive linemen come in like Tristan, uh, Tristan Wirfs from, from Tampa and are an all-pro coming out of college. It takes a year or two, maybe even three, for them to develop into an all-pro or a Pro Bowl caliber offensive lineman to make a difference that early on. And, and for me, also when he talks about not franchise tagging Bryce up, I just don't understand why you wouldn't ta- if you're not if you're not going to sign him. Why wouldn't you tag him and trade him and get some sort of draft compensation for him? Double digit sack guys just don't walk in the door every day. They're not getting let them walk out for absolutely nothing. Kind of frustrates me as a Jet fan. I hear you, Justin. Thanks for the phone call. Let me just say this to you: There are so many positions on the offensive line that Joe Douglas has to fill. He can't do it just by one. He's got to do a combination. He's got to draft and he's got to get free agents. Okay. Number two, Gordon, you know this. Any really good, any really good old lineman is not available. They don't let them get away. No, they sign them up. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's not a really good free agent. Especially ta- like tackles don't hit the market. No, now you can you can find some good guards, and the and the and the price tag of guards is has gone up here the last mm-hmm. few years, and and with the cap going up, I'm sure they're going to be as, as as expensive as as ever. Yep. But uh, they tackles? got a lot. Yeah. Oh, I'll say this about Joe Douglas. What Joe Douglas said today does not matter. Nothing mm-hmm. that he said doesn't matter. Nothing that you say in these press conferences really matters. All that matters is the results. Mm-hmm. Now, unfortunately, what I did hear today, I didn't like. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. He has to go out there. And I think that the reason why uh, you can't feel too great about it is he's, he's been trying to do this now for a few years. Yeah. And it feels like it's as lost as ever. Yep. And if he isn't lost, the results have not, have not changed. No. That's and they, the problem. They've, they've tried different things. They've tried different, different players. They've tried signings with, with Tomlinson was a signing. They tried trades. They tried drafts. Tried it all. It's like... Again, like the analogy I used last night, it's like he decided to to, to build a, a new house, and here we're sitting here years later, and we still don't have a foundation. No. We don't have walls. It's 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 unbelievable. Yeah, it's not good. It's not. It's not. And 
Uh, I agree with you about Bryce Huff. I think they do need to sign him. I think they eventually will. Uh, but I'll say this, Gordon. This year, if you're a Jet fan, uh, I don't want to see really way down the line defense. This is an offensive draft for this team. This is about old yeah. linemen. Mm-hmm. This is about receivers. Mm-hmm. This is about tight ends. This is not about we need extra safety. We need extra folks on safety. the on the on the you know on the on the uh, on the D line. This is not this is not what this is about. This is about getting this offense on track. Whatever it takes, you got to get the offense going. Yeah, you got to you got to fix it. And I, I mean, look, it starts. They have other things to do, but if they don't fix the offensive line, the other things don't matter. Absolutely. 